world building isn't just for film trilogies and novels. I'm Brad Rose. Welcome to the latest episode of the Seltzer Salon by Foxy Digitalis. How's everybody doing? I hope you're well. Hope everything's good. Uh, I'm thrilled this week to have Tristan Allen as my guest, and they have a new album out tomorrow, in fact, called Ten Iso and the Dawn. It's on Revenge International. And it's an album that the more I listen to it and after talking to them on this podcast, I just I keep I just love it more and more and more. So Tristan is not only an incredible musician and composer, but they are also a puppeteer. And those things all inform each other. We talk about that. And one of the things I have to recommend with this album is there so Tristan's got there's a basically a performance component of this music. And there are a couple music videos that are that they've made that show some of that. And it's just it's so good. I mean the and it's these like shadow puppets and that just that that's underselling it trust me um but yeah it's just there's so many things that different elements here and different mediums that come together that create something that's truly unique and special uh sonically there's a lot of like whimsy and fantasy elements and it's really rich and the sound design is kind of flawless and um and Tristan has this really interesting and wonderful sense of melody that I, I don't know. There's just something that's so fantastical about all of this that I love more than I can express. Um, I, yeah, I was really excited to talk to Tristan about it. And as soon as I saw this and was reading about the uh, puppet aspect of it, I was like, I got to know more about this. This is something, this is different. This is new and this is wonderful. So I, this was a great time. We recorded this on Zoom a couple weeks ago. Like I said, album is out tomorrow. I hope you all enjoy this. So my guest today is Tristan Allen, and their new album, Tin Iso and the Dawn, is coming out on October 20th on Revenge International. Welcome, Tristan. How's it going? Hi, it's going great. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. So I, I have to ask, I, I first want to ask about your background in puppetry and like how you got involved with that, because I, I just find it so fascinating and um, obviously that's a big component of this project. Yeah. Um, the goal of this project was to kind of mush, um, my work as a music person and a puppeteer together. And I hope to continue doing that. So this yeah. is kind of, um, yeah, uh, building a puppet show and premiering it along with like my first album. I really wanted to do that. So my background with puppetry, um, there was always um, puppet things around the house where I grew up. My dad, for some time, was part of the Bread and Puppet Theater, 
Um, there was a briefcase like in the basement that had a bunch of dusty hand puppets, and <laughs> our Christmas angel was a paper mache blue relic from Bread and Puppet. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so that was kind of floating around, um, and yeah, I I kind of the first time I really saw puppetry was through gamelan through Balinese things. I, oh. I I did a lot of classes and ended up going there to study gamelan and I saw Wayang Kulit, which is like Balinese shadow puppetry. Mm-hmm. It was super special. Um, it definitely stuck with me, but I didn't realize that that's what I was going to end up doing. Um, and when I started working on the music, um, the music that I had hoped to release as my first project, I wanted a visual component to it that would help mm. tell the story um, without words. And <laughs> my mom was a ballerina and I was around a lot of dance, so I always assumed that I was going to be working with dancers. Mm. Um, but I ended up I'm a bit of a control freak and... <laughs> <laughs> you know, working with dancers wasn't the solution. <laughs> um, we're working with anybody, really. <laughs> and and uh, I, uh, well, I moved to New York and desperately needed to find a job and ended up auditioning for a marionette theater called Puppet Works, which is a children's theater in Park Slope. Um, and they do fairy tales and folk tales told through uh, marionettes and I auditioned and got the part and trained and ended up doing two to three shows five days a week oh, wow. for um, about uh, over two years oh my gosh, and, that sounds intense <laughs> <laughs> yeah my life immediately kind of shifted from um, music to puppetry yeah and and it just kind of took over everything and I really wanted, I mean, it took me six months to learn how to like properly walk with a marionette. Oh my gosh. Um, but I was really fortunate to have this kind of master puppeteer want to train somebody who wasn't a puppeteer yet or you right. know, uh, wanted to train somebody who maybe came at it from a different place other than theater, like music in my case. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I ended up kind of pursuing puppetry outside of that in for film or for nightlife clubs and mm -hmm. um, doing more out there stuff. And then um, became very clear that for Teniso and the Dawn, I wanted to create a puppet show to go along with the music. And then seven years later, I, <laughs> I finished it and was like, oh, wow, this is how I'm going to... Um, put my work into the world like with these two yeah. things together so so like what i mean maybe neither came first but I'm, I'm really curious about the process of this too just like did you have this music did you have the, like i don't know i i'm really curious how like these two worlds sort of intersect and you know it's like if you have the visuals in mind and then it's like okay how do i tell this visual with music or vice versa or both or neither <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, um, well, I always start with piano. Um, okay. For the longest time, I thought I was going to be a pianist, but I went mm -hmm. to school to find out that that wasn't the case. <laughs> but um, everything, like, uh, piano is kind of number one for me. 
And right. I, I tinker away and kind of improvise <laughs> and wait till something kind of comes out of long sessions mm-hmm. of just playing piano. And then when something does, um, I try to imagine that thing that I like in the music existing in a place. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say it's like, um, uh, sometimes it'll be like an arid place or a really wet place or whatever it is. I, it, it's very, I think for me, it's easy to imagine like the setting before anything else. Mm-hmm. And then through like instrumentation, like I've got a bunch of um, funky acoustic instruments I've collected over the years, like a harmonium or a toy piano or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of music boxes and um, yeah, I, I try to put those sounds or use the right sounds that would reflect the setting that I hear the music in. And then the story starts to kind of bubble out. And that's when I start working on the puppetry. So the music comes first. Okay. And then the music kind of informs the puppetry. And then I know I'm onto something and I get excited if (laughs) the um, puppets um, sound like, or I don't know, if if the two (laughs) things stop feeling like I'm like they're different like right yeah it's a hard thing to explain but yeah Yeah, i think i know what you mean yeah where it feels where it starts to feel less like they're separate things and more one thing maybe or yeah definitely or like when you're driving on a highway and one of the windows is open and you know you want want both of them to be open for sure that's perfect um yeah i think that's really interesting because i like what the music is very visual like the only i've I've seen the video for is it it for part two i can't remember now yeah Um, okay but even like i I heard the music first and it it is like this very visual music and that's something like for me or like as for my music practice it's like a very i get these images in my head and it's like okay how can i turn this into a sound or like how do i transmit what i am seeing or imagining into sound and I like I think your music does that really well. And the thing I love about that is it becomes this place for like when you're listening to it, it's sort of there's like this escapist quality and 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 to, like it's like you can just go to this you're in this other world, and I think that's like such a powerful thing with that music does compared to a lot of mediums. And I, I'm just curious like how like how you think about those things, and especially for it, it becomes this sort of like shared space for like i don't know like interesting like i don't know for connections and i don't, I just yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place of that but I, um yeah like I, i'm just curious like how you think about that like music is a world building thing and especially as like for me it's really interesting how to like connect like for people to connect through that like i don't know that sort of sort of shared experience Hell yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. I I mean, thanks for saying that. It makes me really happy. Like, I want to do this stuff as world building, for sure. Like, I'm trying to set up, like, this this other place um, that I can go to and, like, build and decorate um, for a very long time. And I think the reason this one took so long was because it's, like, the creation myth. So whatever yeah. I make for the first go of it, like I'm going to have to live with for the next God knows how many years. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So like I, I, I wanted 
you know, like the so 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 Tinan Isa tells the story of how you know this world came to be, and the the album starts and finishes with piano, um, and everything in between isn't. Um, or at least I try to make it not necessarily like distinguishable instrumentation, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I, I want it to feel like you're, I even have myself crawling in the audio where um, I play piano and I open up the um, b- bottom of the piano and I crawl through it like um, Narnia's wardrobe. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then you're, wow. it's like a portal fantasy and then you're yeah. in, in a different place and then you return home at the end. Um so it's fantastic yeah i like i've always really loved electronic music um and i definitely feel like it lends itself to um like more sci-fi kind of um visuals if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and i think i really want to make fantasy music Um, yes and like i (laughs) yeah like i want my music to sound it's also i the thing with world building is for me, it's become a bit of a like a, a a ritual to to try to do like imagination for a different place. Like it's mm-hmm. a way for me to kind of like um, believe in something and process things and put things that don't make sense somewhere. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, I think that's the power of world building. If you're the uh, you know, if you're working on it, like I'm a really detail oriented person, like mm-hmm. some fantasy writers will say, like, you're either a gardener or you do like scaffolding and you, you're an architect. <laughs> and I'm definitely somebody who like sets up poles in the ground and then <laughs> the job becomes how to get from point A to point B. So world building really lends itself well to that more so than yeah. like, you know, um, doing more character driven things yeah yeah i think that's really i really interesting what you're saying about how it gives you like this place to put things and sort of process them because i i I find for myself that like music like this or when i'm especially like when i'm creating stuff it's it's like creating this world to sort of try and figure out and understand my place in the actual world and i yeah i think there's that's one of the things I like about this record is because it, it takes you somewhere and you can kind of, I don't know, like it's like these two halves of my brain trying to connect to each other or something, but (laughs) for sure. And there's just like one more thing with, um, like on the listening end of things, like, um, world building exists in mediums that have protagonists, like, Hmm. like it has like, you're reading a book and there's characters in it or you're playing a game and you're playing the character in the game yeah. more. Um, I think it's not a word that I, I see used as much as I would hope to see it used yeah. in, in something like music because music like allows the person who's experiencing it to be the protagonist. Yes. So you, you get to be the world builder for them to like go on their adventure. Um, that's really the kind of music I want to be making. And just to drive that point home, (laughs) I've got some like puppets that, you know, like try to grab their hand and take them through whatever world I've set up. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, 
Well, I, I'm curious because so you mentioned that like I mean you worked on this for seven years. It's a very long like it was awful. <laughs> I was, was going to ask like what was like the worst part of it or the like the most challenging part to get through and how often were you ready to just be like oh my god to hell with this? <laughs> uh, it's I was actually nervous about it answering a question like this just because <laughs> I really, I listened a little bit to some of your earlier episodes and I love podcasts and I love this uh -huh. one in particular. And I've oh, noticed there's you. a bit of a theme about talking about like the creative process as fun. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. And like finding the joy in it and things like right? that. Yeah. F for me, it's like, <laughs> there's no joy here. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm not trying to get like too dramatic, but it's definitely, it's like the constant I have in my life. Like, no matter what right. happens, like, I've got to do this thing. Yes. I don't know why. I, maybe it's because of how I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm, I have to do it, you know? And, I understand that completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, regardless of whether I'm enjoying it, um, like, I, it just, it's got to happen. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and once I was like, uh, once I had, certain things in, in my brain, like I wanted them to exist. Otherwise I would not, it would be in trouble, you know? Right. Uh huh. It wasn't yeah. so much like, Ooh, I'm gonna, you know, like <laughs> try this. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was and I, it, I take my, I take it serious. I take it very seriously. Right. It's like, it's, uh, I'm, I think that's my, what I hope for in the future is to kind of find ways to do this kind of stuff in a way that's more, playful and less um i guess heavy the way that yeah. i i do it is um i uh i i think i used to like romanticize the process especially like <laughs> early on in 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 working on this thing where you know there's always this idea that like you get like this crazy spurt of inspiration right. and then you don't eat and you don't sleep for three days yep. and then you wake up and poof it's done right like right. <laughs> i was really hoping for something like that that and, is the fantasy i mean yeah. <laughs> no no question and like i was um waiting i'm like what's happening like Where i'm clearly the bolt of lightning yeah like <laughs> I'm clearly doing something wrong, uh, or I'm, like I'm maybe not the right person, you know. Right. Um, no bolt of lightning. So, what has really helped me is I actually like tally. I time every hour that I work on creative things, oh, and like tally every hour. Yeah. Um, and try to like beat my record every month. That's and I awesome. treat it kind of like the Imagination Olympics, like I'm training. Yes like a muscle right I've, I've got all of these I, you can't hear it but i can show you on the call right like, i've got all of the i don't know they oh, look a is... little bit like prison tallies but this right. <laughs> this is um maybe it won't feel like that when i i can i, I mean i'd love a window that's my next goal but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is um yeah it really helps me also like gauge how much I'm doing because there's no way of telling like, am I doing a good job or a bad job? Yeah. Um, well, I, so this I, is like, oh, I did this many hours this month. Yeah. So I'm doing better than last month. Oh my god, I'm so I'm like super intrigued by this because I know like when you're in the thick of a project and especially because you know like for me it's like there's all these parts and you don't there's not this finished thing to be like look what I accomplished until way at the end mm -hmm. and so it can feel like what. A, yeah, it's like, what am I doing? Am I making any progress? Am I? <laughs> and so seeing that, it's like, yeah, you can. There's like a very quantifiable, like, no, I am. 
I think that's pretty awesome. And a, a window is perfect. That's much more romantic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it's funny, like that you mentioned, like talking about this, and you know, because yes, yeah, one of the things I love to talk about is like whimsy and pleasure and joy. I do think it is there is a very whimsical part of this, like even coming from this seven year painful process. Or <laughs> so I, you know, I I think I I always think that's kind of an interesting thing how like a, a process can look one way, and then like the thing that comes out of it is like the it feels totally different to the listener and i think that's i don't know i think that's fun and cool so <laughs> yeah i think it's cool too like um i noticed um th- like people some people a lot of my really good buddies who are just super duper amazing at what they do will make things in a week or or a mm-hmm. few days and it's 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 like this one emotion like crystallized and 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 like it's so cool yeah. uh, that's yeah. not at all like something i can do like it, <laughs> it, it takes me you know like a good year to, to finish right. a track i mean these are long tracks but it's never like this one emotion it's it's like a, a chunk of my life so i can right. kind of like i think the the time that I was working on the second one, like there was definitely some like fun stuff going on and maybe that like gets in the tracks. <laughs> yeah. I do think it, it also feels very like, I mean, you're just saying like, this is like a chunk of your life and it's like, you can, you can like, I'm sure you especially can hear like, Oh, I remember what kind of what was going on here. And I can hear that in this, you know, how this sounds, but it does feel like this very vulnerable, um, experience. Like, I, it, it like it, I don't know. I mean, I, and, and vulnerability is another thing I like to talk about and think about a lot because it scares me, but it like in a good way. Like I try to put things out, or like a lot of these podcasts. I can like especially this new thing I'm launching. It gets very, it, very much more vulnerable than I realized it would, yeah. and I'm terrified to put it out there. But at the same time, it's kind of amazing, and I don't know. Like I'm wondering how you kind of deal with that. Or if that's even a thing you think about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how well I deal with that yet. I I mean, I I really love, like, I like performing. Mm -hmm. I'm not, um, I I would, I really like the sound of people clapping at me. It's nice. It is. (laughs) Like, it's very validating. And and that's supposed to be, like, the most vulnerable moment. Or at least I... You know, like being on stage is a very vulnerable mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I think it's something that I really like. So there's part yeah. of me that's like really terrified of vulnerability, but it's also like the most rewarding thing for me. That's yeah. that you're speaking my language. That's <laughs> the same from and it's and it's something I had to kinda of learn too, but I'm yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like it's less being on stage because I don't play as much these days, but it's just yeah, like putting stuff out there and and saying things in a very like I don't know talking about things that I'm like gosh should I be talking about this? <laughs> but then but then it's like you know I'll, I'll somebody will tell me like oh I'm really glad you talked about that because I feel like that too and I've you know I oh, feel right. like I'm the only one who does and it's like okay that's 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 it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's good stuff. Um, well, what? with this project or with this album because the project is ongoing and i'll ask about that in a minute but like getting this first part out and done like what 
what's the part that you feel most proud about? That it's done. Yeah. <laughs> <That's fair>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really wow. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm working on the next one. Like I've been working on it for the past six months. Um, and I just like forgot what it was like to 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 be in the beginnings of working on something. Uh-huh. Um and uh yeah, I, I was able to get through beginning, middle and end. Honestly, like for the first time I've ever been able to, like to really oh, feel yeah. like I, I finished something. Um, yeah. I'm just like really proud of that for sure. That's huge. I mean, that's huge. Does, so, so this is the first part of a trilogy, right? Is that the plan? Yeah. Um, yeah. The plan is like, there's a trilogy that kind of explains um, just the, the genesis, like the origins of this world like for Mm -hmm. instance the second part um is going to be how fire came to be Um, oh wow okay and um and yeah after the after the trilogy i want to use drums and like talk about mortal characters and civilizations political intrigue like maps things like that like past the trilogy but we're like in the myth kind of phase of things right so this trilogy is going to be, um, you know, the, um, yeah, kind of like the mythology of this culture I'm going to explore when I finish the trilogy, if that makes sense. Oh my God, yeah, no, that sounds amazing. Does, uh, it sounds like super intimidating to me in a way too, because just <laughs> like, I, I'm wondering, like, I mean, do you feel like this is kind of your, and I don't know how old you are, but you're like... Like, this feels like, you know, all these things you're talking about and knowing how long it took for part one. Does this feel like your life's work? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No okay. question. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do other stuff for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is kind of the, the bread and butter, you know, <laughs> this is what right. I want to this is what I want to pursue. And like, um, yeah, I this. Oh, God, it's yeah, it's definitely intimidating. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a good thing for sure. Yeah. I, no, I think so too. I think the things that we f- feel a little intimidated and scared by, like for me, that's like the I'm like a moth to that flame. Like, okay, but I want to like, and why am I intimidated by that? And why am I drawn to that? And that just keeps me going. So I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I started <laughs> like when I was really, really little because I, I would before like music took over. I drew a lot and and I drew a bunch mm. of dragons. And like next to the dragon, I would write like Eastern Lava Drake and I would record like a sound of it going like, ah, or whatever, so awesome. you know, oh my God, so it I would have, it. you know, like, I, and, and I'm just trying to like put like a bow around. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, when I think of it as, cause thinking about it in like fantasy terms and like, like, like fantasy authors and like, you know, they create these worlds and these series and work on them for their entire life like yeah they stick with it and you know and that and for some like that makes sense to me and so thinking about that though and like bringing in music and then you know like doing that in a different medium was like yeah of course like that should be a thing like why can't that be a thing right that's what i'm we'll we'll find out i'll talk to you in a few years and you'll be like oh my god i (laughs) yeah i'm a dj Uh, now (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah just oh man um who i guess here's I didn't have this down, but I'm curious, like, do you have any, like, favorite fantasy authors or 
books that you love yeah definitely (laughs) yeah um uh uh, god my favorite i don't have a favorite i don't think okay Um, (laughs) that's fair I um I did read my favorite book for sure in like a really long time. It was called The Will of the Many. Um, okay. Yeah, it's the first in a trilogy that's going to be continued to like be released in the next few years. It's amazing. The Will of the Many. I kept telling people that it was called the what is it? I kept pe- telling people that it was called the rule of law which it wasn't called and then i looked up the rule of law and it was some book that i really didn't want my friends reading um so i want to really make sure i get the yeah the wheel of the mini i'm gonna look that up (laughs) yeah but like um yeah i've been reading a lot of like modern fantasy um you know um nk jemison brandon sanderson um joseph abercrombie um uh robin hobb uh, authors that I really look up yeah. to. Yeah. Do you do you know um, Joanna Matry? No, violinist. I don't. Okay, she's a violinist. She lives. In, she's in New York. Um, her, I interviewed her a couple months ago for the site, and she has an album that just came out or well, came out earlier this year called Soulcaster, which was based on a Brandon Sanderson book. And Hell yeah! It's it's like solo, like free improv, violent. Like I mean, she's unbelievable. But her and I, we talked a little bit about that soul casting is really cool (laughs) wow i want to hear that i'd love to hear that i'll send you i'll send you a link it's really good and she's awesome but um well before we go i also wanted to ask too because on the liner notes or information what it says proceeds are being donated to the forest people's program i was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that organization and yeah yeah for sure um well, it's an organization that helps indigenous peoples of um, generally like the Southeast Asia kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people are kind of, in a way, keeping their existence there and protection of their existence there is kind of saving the world. Like mm-hmm. without them realizing it, I think they're kind yeah. of saving the world. <laughs> like in the Amazon, for instance, having... Mm-hmm protected people in certain areas of yes, of that area sure. um like keeps the people we don't want there from destroying it right <laughs> um and yeah like it's yeah um i think it's important to save the world <laughs> yeah and it's the I only think, one we got so far so. <laughs> yeah and and uh i also think um i don't think um oh this is actually a whole i that's all i'll say about it for now but 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 yes i think this is a really incredible foundation for both protecting people um their right to exist their culture and also like through that kind of helping everybody else by having a breathable (laughs) place (laughs) yeah that's uh, that's awesome yeah i hadn't i wasn't familiar with it and so i was looking it up and it it sounds like an amazing organization. So that's really cool that y'all are doing that. So, um, well, is there anything that we missed that you really wanted to say? <laughs> oh, um, no, you got, you've got like, <laughs> so the album's so. out on October 20th and isn't, and is there like, I mean, you've been, pl- you've been doing performances of this. Um, but isn't there one 
like some oh some god album yeah, release I definitely or say something that. yeah i want people yeah. to come to this the album release is october 20th at public records okay. in brooklyn new york awesome we'll, and, i'll uh, put links in the show notes so they can yeah if you're in new york go yeah and i'm going to be doing um a snippet of the next project uh the month after at la mama oh wow all right the next project is in like the second part of the trilogy or like it's another next project oh the second part of the trilogy okay. yeah i don't need any awesome. other yeah <laughs> <laughs> your hands are full right now <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for doing this this was this was fantastic i had a lot of fun Once again, thank you to Tristan Allen for talking to me about 10 ESO and the Dawn. And as we kind of talk about on here, it's the first in a trilogy of albums that they're working on. And so more to come. Speaking of more to come, uh, Tristan is playing an album release show at Public Records tomorrow in New York. So if you are in New York, you should 100% get over to that. Um, you'll get to see the, the puppet part of it like the whole thing and it, it, you'll get to experience the whole thing and i will be very very jealous so that is it for this week uh, i hope everybody is doing all right i know things are pretty bleak out there and it's honestly it's one of the things that makes me really excited and appreciate music like this because it it it, it allows for moments of just to take a breath um but yeah Take care of yourself. Take care of everybody. Just, I don't know. Keep it together if you can. And if you can't, you know, we understand. I don't know. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Until next time.